0: at you live from America's podcast studio, Eric, the Turf Teacher Jones, the landscape contractor and green industry platform for success. This is the Podscape brought to you by LMM Software. And a welcome to the Podscape here on a Friday night. Lord have mercy. Thank you. Thank you for spending your Friday night here with the Turf Teacher. And I know it's been a it's been a quite a week with everyone. I mean, look at the inclement weather that we've had across the country. And I really, really, I feel bad for our for our Texan brothers and sisters uh, down there. I mean, no power. They're not used to this mess. It's just been horrible. You know, my wife's uh, grandfather is still living down there. He's 98 years old. World War II Army Air Corps bombardier. I mean, this dude is. I'm going to go ahead and say it bad AWS and I've met him a few times just you know because they live in Texas it's kind of hard and with his health he's not able to travel back and forth like they used to but they're having a really tough time uh with it. He does live with my wife's uncle and he's kind of his caretaker but uh uh you know with the power going out, uh no heat. They said it's like, you know, 50 some degrees in the house. It's just it's just been terrible. Uh, Been terrible for for everyone down there. A lot of cattlemen uh, are having trouble finding hay. So locals, you know, other states, you know, around Texas have been delivering hay and everything. So it's it's just awesome seeing people come together and help out our fellow Americans. And, you know, just keep them in your prayers. Uh, Keep all of your linemen that are going out uh, restoring power um keep them in your prayers too, as well as EMS, firefighters, police officers, everyone that serves uh, their community they, you know, they are the true true heroes so, But again, thank you for listening here on a Friday night. I'm going to do a little bit of freestyle here tonight. I want to discuss uh, tools of the trade. And when I'm talking about the trade, I'm talking about being a landscape designer, landscape architect. I want to talk about the things that I keep in my toolbox uh, when visiting uh, sites. Before we get started today, I want to give a big shout out to LMN Software because none of this would be possible without them. I've personally been using their software in my own company, and so far it's been a complete game changer for my business. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, CRM, time tracking, and so much more, it's a simple do-it tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is they have a free version, which you can begin using today if you choose to. Just visit GoLMN.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's GoLMN.com com forward slash free g-o-l-m-n dot com forward slash free eric the turf teacher jones oh, yeah. teaching you life lessons business strategies and leadership Let's grow together. All right, so tools that I keep in the truck, or I keep in a you know a small briefcase, backpack, whatever you want to use. Um, uh, I always carry a North Face backpack, which I do. It's got two uh, two cup holders on the side. You know, I can you know put my coffee mug in and my water bottle because I'm always drinking coffee, always drinking Black Rifle coffee, always, always. But inside that um, North Face backpack, guys, I'm keeping tools. Uh, that I can do design, tools that I can do site inventory and analysis, uh, tools that I can set down at the the kitchen table with our customers. Now, a lot of this is not necessary, but this is things that I do because, you know, my undergraduate is in landscape architecture. I teach landscape design and landscape architecture courses at the community college that I work at. And so this is kind of a list that I give my students – and this is kind of a list that I actually keep myself. Uh, but there's there's one thing. There's always one rule when it comes to landscape design, and I tell my students this all all the time. You just have to draw. People always tell me, Eric, I can't draw. I don't know how to do this. I can take a student from day one, freshman class entering, and by the end of their sophomore year, they can draw anything that they want to set down and draw. They can, they're learning design principles. They're learning, uh, you know, the basics of site inventory and analysis, concept design, functional diagrams, before they move into like, you know, junior studio and before they, you know, transfer out of the community college level and either go study, you know, more horticulture classes or they further their education within landscape architecture. So you just have to draw. The main important thing that I think each and every one of us need to have is a sketchbook. You got to have that sketchbook, guys, for jotting down ideas, for writing stuff down, notes or whatever. The sketchbook is the most important thing that us as a landscaper, as a landscape contractor, as a landscape designer can have. Even a horticultural professionals, I think we need to keep sketchbooks for one it makes us think writing stuff down is the most important thing you can do now granted yes there's all kinds of tablets iPhones Google phones i, I mean name it they're out there but there's nothing more important than writing something down and sketching an idea that comes to your ha- that comes to your head you got to write it down sketchbook i love the the muji the A five size, it's about I don't know five and a half by uh, seven and a half. It's it's you know a portrait style, and it's got the three. It's got the binding not on the side, the the ring binders, not not the book bound. I like it because it can lay flat, and it's got the little bitty dots on it, which kind of helps me keep my thoughts together on the page but you got to use a tool like this. And I'm not I don't care which sketchbook that you like. I just like the ones that do lay flat. And you got to jot down your ideas. You see a leaf that's absolutely beautiful. That that's the one way to learn plants, guys, is to actually draw the leaf. Seriously, go out there and get an oak leaf, a maple leaf, a Norway maple leaf. A white oak, a red oak, a pin oak, a willow oak. Get these leaves and draw them. Draw the fruit that comes with them. Well, Eric, I can't draw, I can't draw. Just draw. That's all. You I couldn't draw a lick when I started undergraduate. Nada. I couldn't draw anything. And now I go back and I look at my sketchbook from from college when I was a senior. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. You shouldn't have went into landscape architecture. You should have went into art. It becomes fun. And that's why I love the Muji, because it's so cheap. It is a very cheap sketchbook. And if it's cheap, you're not afraid to draw in it. You buy one of these $30, you know, sketchbooks. You're like, man, I don't want to mess that up. You know, I suck at drawing. I don't want to do it. No. And if it is a mess up, you know, with the the ring binding, you can tear it out. Or cut something out of a landscape design magazine or whatever and tape over it and make it look good. Your sketchbook should be your portfolio of jobs that are going on in progress. And if it's a big enough landscape design, you could actually use one sketchbook per job, it could actually be like a file folder for that job. With all the sketches, ideas, your estimate, the whole nine yards. I mean, the Muji has like, what, 70 pages in it? 60 pages? I can't remember right off the top of my head. You could fill that. I mean, because it's, it's a little notebook. You could fill it up on a big, big project. You could. But I want you to get used to drawing. That is your number one tool that you have as a designer is your artistic value of Drawing. And if you can't draw, just practice. Practice makes perfect. We've heard about that, right? You know, back in the old days, remember, I remember college basketball growing up and watching, you know, the Tar Heels and, and the Blue Devils build programs back when Dean Smith was younger and, and still you know, still with us. And, and Mike Krzyzewski was, you know, a very young coach. And Jim Valvano, back in the days, you know, practice made perfect. Those coaches made the athletes practice the fundamentals, free throws, layups, passing the ball, right? It's the same thing with design. You've got to practice the fundamentals, freehand sketch, practice, 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 and all of a sudden you start getting good. You start getting good. And it becomes fun. It becomes a relaxing thing for me to grab the sketchbook and to sit on the couch and start sketching away. Peaceful. Makes me feel good. And it gets my mind to thinking of what I want to do in someone's backyard, front yard, or if it's a shopping center design, if it's land use planning, whatever it is, it just makes you feel good. And the ideas start flowing. Before you can go to AutoCAD, before you can go to Revit, before you can go to Pro Landscape or Dynascape, you need to practice in that sketchbook. And I'll tell you another favorite tool of mine. And this is when you get the base plan done. You've got the site survey done. Site measuring and base map preparation. There, I've got a lecture on YouTube about that right now. When you draw that site plan of your customer's home. The next tool you need to have is a roll of trash paper and a Pentel sign pin. We are people's problem solvers when it comes to landscape design. And I tell my students this over and over again, just like I tell them, just draw. And then I say, students, remember, we're not the landscape designer. We're not the landscape architect. We're the people's problem solver when it comes to their landscape. Give me that roll of trash paper and a tail sign pen. I'll do my site inventory analysis. I'll tear another sheet and put over top of it. Then I'll start coming up with concept plans. Next, I'll come up with functional diagrams. Next, I'll come up with preliminary design. And then I'm through. I'm going into master planning right there. But those two tools will help you solve any landscape problem there is out there. Your sketchbook, a roll of trash paper and a pintail sign pen. And you can Google those. You can go to Amazon and you can order a box of pintail sign pens or you can get them up at your local art store. But they' they're they're classic. They're classic looking markers. and they come in an array of colors with well, the two colors I mainly use is black, gray, and red. Black and gray, I'm using on my trash paper myself. I don't use the pintails in the sketchbook. They, It's a little too much for that sketchbook. I'll tell you here in a little bit what to kind of use in that sketchbook if it's if it's not pencil. But on that trash paper, you know, black or gray, pintail sign pen, and then I use the red one for red line reviews of my students. They hate seeing me get out a fresh red marker. They know what's coming. They know what's coming. And I, I bring to them what was brought to me from North Carolina a and I remember Mr. Perry Howard. I remember Mr. John Robinson, the late John Robinson. When we miss him, he was a good one. Both Louisiana State University graduates of landscape architecture. Both went on to Harvard School of Design Masters of Landscape Architecture, Doctor Ware, Royal Melbourne, Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology program chair, Landscape Architecture. My professor at A and T, Doctor Glass. I mean, I had some of the best professors teaching me Landscape Architecture, Doctor Fountain. But when they got out that red pen, it was like. Mm we knew what was coming and they didn't care. They didn't care. You'd have your vellum on the table and they would just write, you know, this sucks. You need to start over. You don't need to be in landscape architecture. Why not go into another field? Why not be, why not study English or whatever? They would have people crying and they had me tear up a few times, but I was determined. And then I learned from them. but don't get mad at yourself. Just draw, just draw, get that sketchbook, get that roll of trash paper and just draw guys. If you're needing some pesticide credits, you need to check this out right now. Eric, the turf teacher Jones. Oh, yeah. Teaching you life lessons, business strategies, and leadership. Let's grow together. If you're needing irrigation, landscape, or pesticide credits, check out my website at turfteacher.com. Every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., we host Turf Talk Tuesday for pesticide credits and have online courses for both irrigation and landscape contractors. There are also several opportunities to get your credits at one of our seminars that we do throughout the southeastern United States and information on our Christmas lighting course. Check it out again at turfteacher.com. All right, so let's talk about some of those other tools that we're going to keep in that uh, in that briefcase or that uh, backpack that you want to use uh, to carry around your design tools, guys. You got to have that sketchbook again; it's in there. That roll of trash. I like the twelve-inch rolls of trash when I'm out in the field or when I'm sitting down at the kitchen table with the client or whatever. Uh, you know, also being a home builder that I uh, that I am, it's easy for me to roll that trash out over top of someone's plans and make the corrections and tape it down or whatever onto it, or I'll do a red line review with them there at the kitchen table. It doesn't matter, but I like the size of that 12-inch roll. Usually in 50 yards, uh, you can get it. Again, Amazon, or if you go to Blick.com, B-L-I-C-K.com, Blick.com is a great online store, and I'm not getting paid anything by them, but that's just where I order a lot of my products. But those are the two uh, paper mediums that you're going to have in there. I also like keeping a sketchbook made out of recycled craft paper, which is like your brown newspaper. And that way, if you wanted to get a little fancy or whatever, you can uh, sketch something out on that, and we'll actually use a – a Uniball uh, Sino or Signo, however you want to say it, uh, white gel pen, you can buy them either in a five-pack or you can order them singly, uh, singular, uh, and you write white on it. And if you mix that white with some black and then some colored pencils, man, it starts looking fantastic. And then it's also good to keep some of that craft paper for uh, your your master plans. I actually love doing some drawings on the newspaper prints, and you can actually Save your newspaper bags, to be honest with you. That is a cool, cool way to do it. Cut it out to the size that you need. You can do eight and a half by 11 perspective sketches or whatever. And people always ask me, they're like, Eric, why are you so adamant about hand drawing when there's all these design softwares out there? Yes, they are. They are, and there's nothing wrong going to CAD and Revit and doing your master plans. Trust me, I know all about that. But there's something about drawing by hand that just brings it to life, man. I don't care what it is. Yes, I get tired of sitting in front of a computer all day. I do. So yes, give me my mechanical pencils. Give me my Sharpies and let me go to town, especially when it comes to the actual rendering of the plan. Yes, you can, you can do all that on computer and, and Revit and you can walk through the landscape and all that stuff and Pro Landscape, Dynascape. They're all great. I love them and we use them every day. But I'd much rather sit down and do it by hand. Always, always. It's going to get me fired up. It, it is my passion. That is what gets me going is hand drawing, trash paper, site plan, pintail sign pens, the whole nine yards. Because the design process cannot, it cannot be done on a computer. You can draw your final drawings and stuff on the computer, but the knowledge that you have up here in your brain flows through the tips of your finger to that trash paper and vellum. So you might draw your site plan in CAD, plot it out, got it on your table, and then you're lowering the trash paper on top of it layer after layer as you build upon it. Site inventory and analysis, concept design, functional diagrams, preliminary design, then to master plan when you go back to CAD. That design process still has to be done on paper. It just works so much better. And you have to learn how to draw by hand way before you can go to AutoCAD and do it. My students, they get mad right away. They're like, why aren't we learning CAD right away? You got to learn how to draw by hand first. But I am really, really impressed because I'm seeing a lot of landscape architects come back and draw by hand. They're bringing the art back to it the landscape art a texture right and i'm proud and i'm proud to see them get out chart pack markers or copic markers or your prismacolor pencils that's the fun about it and that's why a lot of us got into it because we were artistic and we loved nature and we loved all this and that's why we got into landscape design and landscape architecture but some other, some other tools. Guys, all right. Kuru Toga, they make some great pencils. You know, 0.5, what you use a lot. In my sketchbook, I'm using a 0.9, but I'm not actually. I mean, yes, I've got the, the Kuru Togas, um, but I also use uh, Pentels uh, as well. Three point three, point five, point seven, 0.5, 0.7, or 0.07. I should be saying. No, it is point, it's 0.3, 0.5, 0.7 and .9. I always carry a .9 in my pocket. In my pocket always is a, uh, there's three pens, three writing utensils that's always with me. One is the uh, the .9 millimeter pencil, mechanical pencil. There is a Sharpie fine tip. I love the new Sharpies, the fine tips, and then the Pentel sign pen. So I always got one of those in my pocket. In my coat pocket in the wintertime, it's in, it's in my coat. I always wear a fleece vest every day. My wife gets tired of me seeing me in that fleece vest, but it's where I keep some pins. You also might want to get some Pilot Precise V7 red and blacks. You can use them uh, in your sketchbook along with the Sharpie Ultra Fines, and then the white gel from UniBall, the Signos or Sinos however you want to say probably sino i'm I'm probably jacking it all up i'm still a country boy at heart guys and my my vocabulary etiquette sometimes goes out the door even though i've been on radio even though i'm doing a podcast sometimes it can go out the window <laughs> but when it comes to markers markers i love the copic markers uh you can get them in assorted colors they even sell them three per pack they're a little expensive little expensive, uh, but not too bad. They will bleed in your sketchbook, so you'd want to have like a bleed sheet underneath it, and basically that's just a small sheet of trash paper that you've torn off, and you'd want to separate your pages with that. And I I don't like writing on the back side of my sketchbook. I like turn it, turn page by page. Um, I will put notes and stuff on it, but I'm not going to draw one sketch uh, from left to right across the uh, the the binding in the middle. I'm going to draw a sketch per page, and so yes, I will draw on the left hand side and the right hand side, but it's just not going to be the same drawing. But you'd want to you'd want to have that bleed page. Um. Also, when it comes to markers, there are the chart pack markers. Those are a little expensive, more so than the Copic. You're probably going to pay around $4, maybe three fifty dollars per marker. Uh, but if you're doing a lot of landscape designs and you're coloring your plans, you'd want to do that. And trust me, guys, when you take a landscape design to a customer, whether or not you've drawn it by hand or whether you've plotted it from CAD or Revit, um, or Dynascape software. When you pull out those chart pack markers and those Prismacolor pencils, and you hand render it, people are like, "Wow, wow!" My problem is I get too involved. Next thing I know, four hours has gone by, and I'm still just sitting there with my tongue hanging out like Michael Jordan, coloring away because I love it, and I get involved with it, and I don't want it to end because I just I love it. I love it. Uh, you need a you need a pencil case. Because the, 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 the main thing that we need to have with us in the field, like if we're having to grab and go or if we're going on vacation, you know, and you don't want to take everything. The one thing that I'm going to take is I'm going to take some markers, either the Copics. I'm going to take uh, some grays. I'm going to take the greens because we're in landscaping. Some yellows, uh, definitely. And then I'm also going to have my sketchbook. I'm going to have uh, at least one of the gel white pens, and I'm going to have uh, a Prismacolor red pencil, either the one with the eraser or the one without. I'm going to have my Pentel sign pens, black and gray. Uh, I will take a handful of greens and browns and tans and yellows that we would see in the landscape, and I'm going to have those in my pencil case. And then I will have at least one black and one red Pilot Precise V7 pen. And then uh, my um, 9mm, .9mm, yeah. Uh, My pen, my pencil, my uh, uh, hard click pencil. HB, I use HB pretty much for all the sketching. That is just typically uh, one of the better LEDs. Uh, We do have a, you know, lecture in design school, Uh, you know, the different LEDs and stuff that we're going to use. But pretty much a lot of stuff is primarily drawn in HB. You can use uh, your softer LEDs, but they're going to smudge. Uh, inside your sketchbook, so I wouldn't do it. But then, you know, uh, some six-inch scales, we need that with us all the time, that, and they fit right in your uh, your t- your uh, your little pencil box, or you can get a pencil pouch. I got a five-star pencil pouch here. It's got two six-inch scales in it. It's got an eraser, and then it's got those pins and markers. And I can grab that and throw it in my backpack, and I'm good to go. But like I said, I've always got some in my pocket. Uh, But every now and then, the wife will have to wash the coat, so she may take the stuff out. So I always have the extra in my backpack. Um, But then, you know, those scales can be used as a straight edge. If not, get you a straight edge. I know Alvin makes a good one. Alvin is a good Uh, architecture, landscape architecture, graphic artist, uh, tool uh, maker. So uh, they have one. I actually got a little 12-incher that I carry with me. It's got a little bit of cork backing on the back, uh, and then I can tear my trash paper off with it. uh, And make sure that you tear your trash paper neat and perfect. I mean, I still got second-year design students that will destroy a roll of trash paper by not tearing it correctly. If you take a metal edge and you put it in the fold there where, where it rolls over and you tear exactly the amount you need off, it should be perfect. It should be a straight line. There should not be any jagged edges. I will have a red line review when it comes to crappy-looking trash paper. And they call it trash paper, but it's not trash. It's a working tool. But what it is, if you mess up, you ball it up and you throw it in the trash. It's so inexpensive. And it's transparent where you can actually see on top of it. And that's why you can layer everything. So you get that base plan laid out, put your first trash paper down. It's either called trash paper, tracing paper, or bumwad. Those are the three names that it is given. And then you start doing site inventory and analysis analysis in tail Sign Pen. Now, landscape architects are going to actually probably present the site inventory and analysis drawing, especially to commercial clients. They may or may not to residential clients, but landscape designers, they're not. You're not going to do site inventory analysis and show the client. You're going to do it for yourself. So that, so that you can do on trash paper and your pentel Sign Pen. And you go there and you're making notes about the whole job. And we'll talk more about that later. And there's a ton of information about site inventory and analysis on my YouTube page. Just check it out, guys. And so thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday night, guys. As you know, landscape design, landscape architecture, it is my passion, even though I do call myself the turf teacher because I love everything about the green industry. I love love it from the dirt going up through the through the turf grass tips all the way up to the trees and the whole nine yards. I love what I do, and I know you do, and that's why you uh, are running your own green industry business. Guys, thank you so much, and you know what? I will see you in the next lecture. For more landscape business expert advice, check out GoLMN.com forward slash blog. And once again, a massive shout-out to LMN Software for sponsoring this podcast and making it all happen. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, customer relationship management, time tracking, and so much more, it's the true do it all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is that they have a free version which you can use today if you choose to. Just visit golmn.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable sustainable and profitable company. That's GoLMN.com forward slash free. And thanks again, everyone. And I'll see you in the next lecture. And that wraps up this episode of the Podscape. Thank you so much for joining us here, guys. I love each and every one of you. Life lessons and landscape lectures brought to you by the Turf Teacher and LMN Software. We'll see you in the next episode. Turf Teacher out.